In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just a very few words uh, about St. Joseph. And if they're a little historical, uh, forgive me, uh, but I think there's an interesting point to be had. When one considers the history of devotion to St. Joseph in the Church, the history is, is a very odd one because one does not meet with much devotion at all to St. Joseph until modern times, and that only in the Western Church. Why is this? Why is this? I think the answer is that God raises up, as we know, saints for particular time periods. Uh, St. Therese arose at a time in the, in the modern world uh, where her message was needed. Uh, St. Faustina, Mother Ivani May, uh, uh, many, many saints are, are uh, either arise or are discovered. So, for instance, St. Philomena uh, is, is uh, a saint who is, as the Orthodox say, a newly revealed saint. So, she was forgotten, and then in modern times, she was uh, discovered and became a very great intercessor. So... There's this historical problem of St. Joseph. Why was St. Joseph not uh, venerated much in the early church? And you can see that this is true. If you look at the Confidior in your hand missal, who's not there? St. Joseph is not there at all, but who's there? St. John Baptist. And St. John the Baptist is typically not a saint that you and I have devotion to in the same way that we might have devotion to St. Joseph. And in fact, St. Joseph in some ways takes on a lot of the, the earlier uh, uh, aspects of the veneration of St. John the Baptist, who is still very popular in the Eastern Church again. St. Joseph, I think, is a newly revealed saint, not that he was ever forgotten, but that he was needed for a particular time. St. Joseph in his life, as we know, he figures very, very much in uh, the Gospels of, of, of Luke, and Mark in uh, Luke and Matthew in particular. Um, but it took many centuries, I think, for the Church to come to, real to a realization under the inspiration of the Spirit that St. Joseph, so quiet, so humble, uh, you've heard the, the term, uh, uh, the, 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 um, the strong, silent type. That's St. Joseph. He's not putting himself forward. He's not uh, saying, here am I, uh, look at me. <laughs> um, he's not that way at all. And I think he was perfectly happy to be uh, a little bit in the background uh, in terms of, uh, of veneration uh, in the early centuries of the church. He's very happy, I'm sure, to be with our Lord. And, uh, but our Lord had a particular mission for St. Joseph, I think, with regard to modern times. Uh, 
and I think it arose when it did so that the church would have time to develop the veneration of St. Joseph until this point when we have such a crisis, a crisis in terms of fatherhood. Fatherhood is crucial, crucial for the faith because it's crucial for human beings. You and I, all of us, are the prodigal. At some point, we have been away from the Father, and in some ways, in particular areas of our lives, we are still away from the Father in the far-off country uh, uh, that we've, we've decided that we know better and that uh, we've gone off to, to find a better life and... Sometimes we come to this realization that eating what the pigs eat is not uh, all that it's cracked up to be. And then we return. We return every time we go to confession, every time uh, Holy Lent uh, rolls along, every time we come to a realization that uh, we hurt someone or we have offended God in some way. But to return to the Father... St. Joseph stands as an image, an icon of God the Father, in an age when the Father becomes very absent, in an age of confusion about what a family is, in an age when people simply do not have a strong family background to come from. And so this is why St. Joseph arose in the church. And I also should say, that St. Joseph was made the patron of the Universal Church because the Church in the modern times began to, to uh, go into uh, crisis mode. When you think about the Reformation, the French Revolution, uh, communism, uh, all these sorts of things. And so St. Joseph was picked out by God. He said, <laughs> this is what I imagine. <laughs> I don't know for sure. Uh, God said, uh, you, St. Joseph, you've been quiet all this time. Now it's time to come out and, and to reveal, reveal yourself. And I will make you a, a strong protector as you protected uh, my son and, and his holy mother. And so when you look at it that way, it's not such an anomaly anymore that people really didn't pay attention to St. Joseph because he was just, he just didn't put himself forward. You'll see in the icon of the Nativity, the Byzantine icon, St. Joseph, where's St. Joseph? Our Lady and uh, her son are up here, kind of in the middle, and there's a cave behind them. And where's St. Joseph? He's in the corner down here, and he looks very sad, and he's kind of going like this. And sometimes there's an old man talking to him, and there's, who knows what the old man represents. <laughs> Some people say that it's the devil trying to tempt him, uh, things like this. Anyway, but what our, our Lord did is he took him from that place and placed him in front of us to say, this is the model that you need. This is the man that you can count on. So uh, 
Saint Joseph uh, uh, is 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 a father to whom we can uh, go in our time of need, both individually and as a church. Uh, he has been put forward by God to be, in some ways, our protector in this uh, in, in in this time, which is such a time of upheaval and uncertainty. So we ask St. Joseph for his protection uh, and uh, we'll go forward in his honor to celebrate Holy Mass. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.